Welcome to our maiden episode of Soulful Money and Mindset for the Equine Assisted Professional. No, the title doesn't have a typo. (laughs) I'm often asked that. I'll I'll get a phone call or an email. Hey, you've got a typo. We do spell it S-O-L-E. Because like the sole of a horse's hoof, you want your equine-assisted business healthy, balanced, and striking the ground in solid rhythm. Today, I want to kick off our maiden episode with food for thought around the very thing that is the fuel for your equine-assisted business, money. (laughs) Money keeps your business engine running by keeping the horses and you fed and cared for And, you know, the thing about it when it comes to money conversations, many times the equine-assisted practitioner isn't stepping into them as powerfully as they could. Now, on top of hesitating in money conversations, there seems to be an air of uncertainty that is keeping many equine-assisted practitioners frozen or at least throttled back right now. Would it be okay if cash flowed easier into your equine-assisted business? (laughs) I'm Laura Newman. I coach equine-assisted professionals from out of money and out of time into holistic, prosperous, six-plus-figure operations. My team and I are on a mission to equip equine-assisted practitioners with the tools, knowledge, and resources needed to bring their work to the forefront of the personal and professional development world. Now, here's the thing about running a full-time equine-assisted business. There are a lot of moving parts more so than just a typical coaching or psychotherapy practice. You know, not only do we have to be skillful at our craft of coaching or therapy, we have to manage teams, both human and horse, you know, both two-legged and four-legged. Managing horses takes a bit of a skill set all its own. Now, I have a degree in veterinary technology, and I have experience of running a veterinary hospital, And I still find that managing my own herd can take quite a bit of my bandwidth. You also have to develop and manage this business. Now, this is where I stumbled early in my career, and I see many other equine-assisted practitioners also stumble, mainly because this isn't taught in our training. I certainly didn't get any training in business development or business management, either in grad school to be a counselor or in coaching school. On top of not knowing how to build and manage a business, you've got to deal with your own confidence issues around money. And this is really our focus for today's conversation in Soulful Money and Mindset. In my opinion and experience, dealing with confidence issues was harder than any of the know-how training I've taken. Harder because there isn't a class out there that clearly points out how to recognize and navigate around your fears your procrastinations, and your mental masturbations in developing and growing your equine-assisted business. This has really spurred me into putting this work out to you because I believe wholeheartedly that the horses are the most powerful transformational beings on the planet. Their real power is just now being recognized. Man has utilized, yes, I said utilized, the horse to carry them across uncharted territories, plow the fields, and pull their wagons. The real talent of horses is in partnering with humans for growth and healing. As equine-assisted practitioners, we recognize this. The problem is we get in the way when it comes to promoting and the sales end of it, the very things that fuel the engine of our business. 
suddenly what happens is it becomes all about us. And we begin into that mental masturbation of what if that person says no? Will they hire me? What will they think of me? How will my colleagues perceive me or my work? It's wrong to profit off the pain of others. Who do I think I am? You know, the old imposter syndrome. Am I good enough? It's not polite to ask for money. My work with the horses isn't worth that much. I couldn't possibly charge that much. And the list goes on and on until you finally just stop short of creating the dream. The horses continue to graze quietly in your pasture and you trot off to your J-O-B day after day with your dream tucked safely in your pocket. Maybe you are already full-time in the equine-assisted business and you find yourself working your tail off. You can't stop long enough to drop back and recalibrate. <laughs> I've been there. You know, the one thing that I knew how to do masterfully by the time I started my coaching practice was sell. You see, I had been a sales director in various industries before I began working for myself. Now, I had taken a lot of sales training and coaching to be proficient at not only selling, but managing sales teams. This one skill set fed me and the horses in my early days. In fact, I surpassed six figures quickly in my practice, but I was exhausted because I hadn't yet figured out how to streamline my business into a flowing and well-running machine, nor did I have my pricing set appropriately. I was suffering from low self-value, and that was showing up in my business and my results. So whether you're in the beginning stages of your equine-assisted business, or maybe you're a seasoned veteran that is feeling overworked, whichever is the case, both issues are stemming from the same issue, thinking performance around confidence and self-value. All of that is really driven by fear, the fear of something. You could fill in the blank here. You know, I remember connecting with a particular client that was already a highly successful equine-assisted therapist. She wanted to shift into more equine-assisted learning and coaching, and the fear had her by the throat. It was too big for her. What if she couldn't deliver? How to write such a large proposal? How to get the information needed to write that proposal? How to discuss it? And finally, how to get to close the deal, you know, gain the enrollment of that client? She had a huge opportunity in front of her. This would launch her into a massive equine-assisted learning contract, and yet she was frozen. We began to work together training on how to hold an exploratory conversation and get the information she needed, how to put that proposal together, how to present it, and finally, how do I close the deal? That was the part that really was grabbing her by the throat. However, the more we worked on it, confidence began to grow inside of her. And suddenly, this whole thing shrunk from mammoth problem to, I've got this. It's amazing how masterful we can become at procrastination. All of the excuses and reasons to stop seem so real and valid. And yet they probably won't happen as long as we give them the proper attention. You know, probably the two biggest and most powerful self-messages I see entrepreneurs tell themselves overall is first they'll tell themselves, I don't know. Or on the flip side of that co coin, it's I already know that. So let's address the first one. When you don't know, you think you can't move or you shouldn't move. And instead of reaching out for help, isolation takes over and avoidance behaviors kick in. 
Avoiding taking bold steps in the direction you know you want to go. Avoiding hiring a coach, asking a mentor, or doing some research. Avoiding being uncomfortable. Are you noticing the common theme here? Avoidance behavior. Now, on the flip side of the coin is, I already know that. And yet, what is already known isn't being engaged and applied. Why? Because by telling yourself you already know that, you bypass the conscious mind and continue to stand still, expecting some magical formula or genie to appear and make it easier. It's like standing behind the tree that has the answers dangling from the branches. You see them, and you keep looking around out past the tree, expecting to find a better answer out there, quotes, uh, you know, out there, quote, unquote. Now, this certainly is a paradox, and it's a paradox that works. Oh, how did the story end for my client that was frozen on the front line of greatness? Well, she got clear on the steps that were needed. She took the steps and landed, you are hearing this right, she landed a beautiful, robust, $100 plus thousand dollar contract. Now, I remember the phone call and the the pictures I was getting on my phone when she got the initial deposit check in the mail, $65,000. That was the deposit I encouraged her to ask for up front. She was squealing with excitement and she broke through to elevated beliefs about herself and the world around her. You talk about a confidence injection. She had hit her annual goal with EAL by the end of Q1, that's right, the first quarter of that year, her annual goal was to exceed six figures and boom, boom, done, Q1. You know, really, my client discovered that the cliff she thought was just ahead was actually just a trench in the sand. What could a cash injection do for your equine-assisted business right now? Or maybe a cash injection that came a lot easier. Here are some tips to help you overcome your disempowering mind chatter around money and keep you moving toward your dream with horses. The first one is know your real enemy. If you even want to call it an enemy, you know, the negative mind chatter is the culprit in keeping you in a holding pattern of someday with your business. Become aware of what you're telling yourself consistently that keeps you in a holding pattern of stuckness. By the way, You don't need more techniques or certifications, most likely. One of the biggest common misnomers that you'll tell yourself is that you need to learn to do something more or do it better, like adding another coaching tool to your already full belt. You probably need to learn to develop and build your equine-assisted business instead. The second tip here is to choose to create instead of criticize. And what I mean by this is, instead of beating yourself up for lackluster results, or maybe you feel like you're procrastinating, instead of beating yourself up or even making someone else wrong for promoting their business loudly, why not create something to put out there or create an action plan to commit to that leads you closer to your dream? And lastly, be accountable to your action steps in promoting your business by asking someone that will actually hold your feet to the fire to keep you accountable. Someone that won't buy into your reasons and excuses. And hey, you know, look, when we're afraid of something, We can even enroll the outside world into developing drama so we get distracted and stop. Know this. Your business is not about you in as much as it's really about connecting with the horses, or excuse me, connecting the horses with the humans they can help. 
you are merely the messenger. You really aren't the star player. And you know, that was a hard one for me to, to swallow. It was like, it's all about me. I mean, you know, what do they think of me? No, we are not the star players. You and I are merely the coaches on the sidelines, keeping the horses and humans in the game, keeping them, keeping them playing their best game for healing and growth. Together, you and I, along with the horses, we are changing the world into a cohesive, calm, confident herd. I hope you have found some horse nuggets of sorts in today's episode. If you'd like to learn more about the programs we offer in support of equine-assisted practitioners, check us out at horsebusinesswhisperer.com. That's horsebusinesswhisperer.com. So until next time, keep it soulful. <laughs>